Welcome to the CCF Iowa podcast. Hello, welcome back to Adulting. We are in one of the last couple weeks that we'll be talking about some things. This is the last of four different sessions for adulting, and I hope you feel that we are in the home stretch now. So what we talk about when we talk about adulting is not necessarily actually uh, growing up, because you can grow up at your own pace, and some of us are still 70-year-old, 14-year-olds, but uh, what we really talk about is is just growing to a point in maturity to help understand and interact with the world that most adults live in and we're trying to be productive members of society we're trying to be selfless people of society we're trying to understand people and to fit into a grand scheme of people and frankly even you know kick that bucket over and uh, try to reestablish what an adult should be and so what we're talking about today is a way of communication but specifically understanding communication and Communication itself could be, like, speaking could be a different session, but what I really believe about what we're going to talk about today is that if you can learn to understand correctly, then you should be able to apply the same principles and you should be able to communicate more effectively. You should be able to express your feelings and your emotions in a way that is healthy, in a way that is good in a way that is uniquely you and in a way that also doesn't bring upon shame or guilt or misunderstood or misinterpreted lines or or jokes or whatever the case may be but we uh we want to talk about understanding today and understanding is specifically understanding not just listening or not hearing even so there's sort of three different levels of the way that we can listen to the words that somebody that, that comes out of somebody's mouth. And the first way that we can do that is simply by hearing. Now, when I hear somebody, it means that for for this for this example, we're going to say hearing means that I am processing the words that you are throwing at me, but maybe I'm I'm not fully paying attention to it. So maybe I'm on my phone or maybe I'm playing video games or maybe I'm just not that interested, or perhaps I'm tired. Anyway, it's that expression of it goes in one ear and right out the other. We don't necessarily retain anything. We don't necessarily grow in any of that. And then there's a level that's listening, so that's above hearing. And so listening is when you actually take the time to listen to what somebody's saying, to register, to to bank what that person is saying. But there's an even deeper level of listening where it's un- listening with the intent of understanding. And that is the definition of emphatic listening. So that's what we talk about today is emphatic listening, which is listening with intent to understand. And what we do when we listen emphatically is we take what somebody is is giving to us, registering it, but also tr- just trying to understand what that person is trying to communicate. Now, you could argue that that's exactly what I just said for listening, but but listening doesn't necessarily involve that I do anything about it. Listening doesn't involve a response. Listening doesn't even rev- necessarily dictate that I am a person that wants to be listened to, that a person that wants to be communicated to, a person that wants to t- be talked to. And so uh, we're talking about emphatic listening specifically. And uh, listening with the intent to understand is really important because we not only get to... Um, 
just register what people are telling us, but we also get to to help our friends process and to help our our friends get a better understanding of their situation. See, emphatic listening is is not a secret anywhere. Emphatic listening is actually all around the world. And so we talk about emphatic listening in terms of listening and understanding people, but for what purpose? See, we don't have to necessarily emphatically listen to everybody. I don't necessarily need to emphatically listen to the cashier when I'm checking out for groceries. I don't necessarily need to emphatically listen to whatever movie I happen to be watching, but we should emphatically listen to our friends specifically in times of trouble, and that's really what we're talking about here. The times where it's most important that we listen the times that it's most important that we be there and we present. And a lot of us just don't really know what to do in that sort of situation. A lot of us get thrown with a really deep bombshell from a friend and we just kind of sit there in shock and don't really know how to under, how to how to process anything. And we 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 don't make that experience a positive one for the person who is talking. So um, it, emphatic listening is all about developing relationships. So there has to be a relationship or a budding relationship in order for emphatic listening to really be the right sort of listening to do in a specific situation. Uh, and, and what, what we, why we do this is because we think of, think of this as like a bank account, right? And so relationships can in a way be like a bank account because you, you make a deposit into a bank account, but then you get to withdraw it whenever you need. So for example, uh, you decide to go out and have dinner one time. Well, each of you is making a deposit into an emotional bank account that that neither of us really perceives as such. But then when when I need somebody to talk to, I feel like my bank account with you is really high and so I can trust you. And And over time, the bank accounts sort of lose their value if, so think of it like reverse interest. So they sort of lose their value a little by little if you don't keep on making deposits to them, if you don't regularly maintain them. Let's let's just say for, for the sake of argument that if you have this bank account, somebody has hacked into it and is, is making small enough withdrawals that you don't really know uh, they're making and it's not popping up on a fraudulent activity because because it's not large enough but because you're not checking that bank account because you're not adding more money because you're not looking at your balance you don't necessarily notice that so your bank account with somebody that you you know have been friends with for maybe a year might be higher than somebody that you've known for three years that you haven't talked to in six months or something like that and so so the reason why emphatic listening is so important is because satisfied needs don't motivate anybody. Only an un, It's only an unsatisfied need that motivates somebody. When I come to you in a time of crisis, when I come to you in a time that I really need to talk to somebody, I don't need to talk about something that I already understand. I don't need to talk about about something that I already have taken care of. It's usually I need to talk about something that is unsatisfied in my life. See, I have I have plenty of satisfied needs in my life and I have plenty of unsatisfied needs in my life and I'm sure you are the exact same way. And when we when we think about these specific needs, I don't need more help. I don't need more encouragement on the things that I that are already satisfied in my life. I need help in the things that are unsatisfied because there's a reason why they're unsatisfied. It's think of it in this way. Uh 
you go to a doctor and they write you a prescription, but that's not the very first thing they do. They they test you, right? They run they run tests, they listen to your heart, they listen to your lungs, they make sure that you're okay and they make sure that they're gonna give you the right kind of medicine before they just prescribe you anything. Because if I walk in with a broken foot and they just prescribe me aspirin, that's not gonna do anything. And so a key element to relationships is that you have to to understand the satisfied need and you have to to diagnose you have to diagnose before you prescribe anything before you give advice to anybody in whatever capacity that relationship is you need to understand what they're actually looking to 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 solve so you can prescribe something right and sometimes it's not even your job to to prescribe sometimes it's just your job to diagnose i mean again you've ever been to an urgent care clinic the the person that actually sees me the most is is not the main doctor, but it's the nurse who, who who gets my vitals and takes my blood pressure and checks all the little things. I spend the most time with that person. That way the doctor can, can come in and prescribe. So a lot of times we wind up just being the nurse that gets somebody ready for a doctor because a lot of times we're not equipped to handle any sort of prescription. Sometimes we're not the people that are meant to make those decisions. And another key part to emphatic listening is that we can't push ourselves on other people. So in in the in spiritual direction, this book that this guy Henry Nowen wrote, he he talks about it this way: We need people who want to learn before you can have a teacher. So if I just decide, the, the, let's say for the first person that decided to ever be a teacher, they didn't just randomly go up and and open up a school or or anything like that, because not many people would come, especially if they didn't know their area, if they didn't know that this is a farming community. People don't really decide to learn much besides farming. So they they do their research, and a lot of times. People want to just people need to go up to somebody and say, "Hey, will you will you do this for us? You you seem like a really intelligent person. We would like to learn the things that that you have, and so would you open up a school?" And you know, to thought and consideration, let's say just he does, and that's the same way that this works, right? So uh, if if I walk up to you and just try to to get something out of you that that doesn't seem right if i try to walk up and say hey you need to learn this that that, that doesn't seem right that seems controlling and that seems manipulative and so even if we recognize something it's up to the other person to approach us that's how we avoid this being controlling and manipulative now emphatic listening i told you we see this all the time and uh, the most clear way to see this is often in a good counselor emphatic listening is actually the secret to good counseling. See, because when people get the chance to really open up, they often unravel their own problems and the solutions become clear to them in the process. I've taken counseling myself and that's exactly my experience with it is that I wind up talking to somebody and as I'm talking, I'm unraveling the parts that don't make sense. And some of, some parts just simply don't make sense. And there's not much that I can do to control that because usually the parts that don't make sense are are based off of other people's actions. And there's nothing I can do to control somebody's actions. And you just have to accept that. And so there's some parts of that that wind up just being being out there and you can't really do anything about. But I have a choice in how I respond to that. I have a choice in the things that I don't understand that I am the problem of. And so what I wind up doing is either figuring out a way to, I just need to approach this other this other person in a different manner or we need to talk about why this situation is causing a lot of conflict. But if it's something that I can control, I need to change the way that I think, or I need to change my actions. I need to become a little bit more clear in my my problems. I need to become a little bit more clear in my, in my end game. And so uh, 
honestly, the be the best kind of counselor is somebody that doesn't even necessarily need to be need to uh, need to speak, but the one that can simply just listen at the end, say, "There you go, you got it," and that's that's what we're talking about here when we're doing emphatic listening. So, uh, so the key to to being an emphatic listener we've talked about is is relationship building. So you know, we talked about emotional bank accounts and. The, the reason why people don't come to some random stranger and, except for a licensed professional random stranger to, to talk about their feelings is that I don't really care what somebody what some stranger thinks about my situation. I do care what my best friend cares about my situation. I do care what my wife thinks about the situation. And I'm going to go to them if I have problems with it. And so... There's a really easy phrase that you can use to think about this is that nobody knows how much... But nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And you have to earn the right, uh, you have to earn that care for somebody to let you in. Right? This is really the key to a healthy relationship. See, if, if relationships is like that, that bank account, then, I, then you have to have deposited into that. And you have, ha you have had to um, also deposit into that relationship. So... There's a lot of give and take here, and there has to be a give before there can ever be a take. Nobody wants that person that just walks up to them and starts, you know, explaining to them all their problems. We really need somebody to uh, to earn why they should be the one that is being talked to. Now, all that is leading up to actually emphatic listening, and emphatic listening is simply is listening with intent to understand. That that's it. That's that's the key. And we, we've talked a little bit about that beginning, and then we talked a little bit about the situations which you would use emphatic listening. But emphatic listening really is all about how you choose to respond to things and really just is, is, a, is a way that you need to just sit down, slow down, and think about what's going to happen next. And so there's 10, 10 steps, real quick here, that can help you to be a better emphatic listener. So first of all, you have to say, I'm listening, so that the other person believes that you're listening, but you have to actually mean it, right? If I tell you that I'm listening, but, you know, in the meantime, I've got my phone in my pocket and I'm, you know, got it hidden to where you can't see it. You know, let's say in this scenario, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a counselor and, and I've got my binder and I've got my phone behind my binder. I'm doodling on my pad. I'm not really listening. So we have to make sure the person knows I'm list, that I'm listening, but you have to actually mean it. Second step is you have to set aside any agenda you may have. See, the point of listening is is not to impose your beliefs on to somebody. The point of listening is to understand where somebody's coming from. And so if the goal of listening is to try to get somebody to change their mind about something or to try to get them to understand a specific thing, then you really have to just throw that out there and let the conversation lead to wherever it needs to be. You have to set aside your agenda because it's not about you in that time. It's about the person who's talking to you. We have to be available and receptive to other people's feelings. So no criticism, no chastising. Um, you have to be open and honest and yeah, just open-minded, essentially. Uh, step four is you have to appreciate the other person's point of view. So again, even if you don't necessarily agree with it, you could be like, oh, I, I can understand that. You, the point is to, to, un to, to really just put yourself in somebody else's shoes, which is the next step. You have to put yourself in their shoes because you need to get an understanding of where this person is coming from. You have to listen without trying to take over. That goes back to uh, 
to appreciate the other person's point of view. That goes back to setting aside any agenda you might have. But you have to listen without trying to take over. See, oftentimes when we listen, we're having a conversation with a friend. We're really just looking for a gap that I can join in and I can start talking. That's 90% of the conversations we have with people, right? You know, I'm just, you've said something. Now I'm waiting for you to finish so I can say something. But really, I haven't been listening to the last second half of your second because I'm thinking of how I'm going to respond. And that's just not the way that emphatic listening works. You have to listen to the whole thing and and you have to not try to take over the conversation. Um, the next step in emphatic listening is you, a- you ask questions to dive deeper into thought and feeling. So if somebody gives you something that's very surface level, you ask a question for them to expound upon that and, and for them to, to really get a grasp. Because if you give me surface level stuff, you're going to give us get a surface level uh, answer. And surface level answers usually don't help surface level problems. Usually the problem is something that's rooted and deep in thought and feeling. And so you need to get them to communicate that thought and feeling. So you need to ask questions to help them dive deeper. When things, when you feel somebody is hesitating because they don't want to go down something, it's okay to ask them to dive a little deeper in thought and feeling. They may not always respond positively, but if you don't ask, then they're not going to actually truly grow from that experience. Another thing is you have to ask questions to elaborate. Now, this is very different from asking questions to dive deeper in thought and feeling because this is just ask questions for clarification. Um, sometimes good counselors will even specifically do this but get a fact wrong to to let the person correct them so they understand that the counselor is actually listening to them. You know, even though they've been listening and they know the right answer the whole time, you know, they might replace mom or sister or something like with a sister or something like that just to to, to get the person to respond and be like, okay, well, they're actually listening. You know, they got a fact wrong, but I know that they recognize that a family member is is a cause of a problem or something like that. So it's a it's a it's a really interesting tactic, but it, it works because when when I ask a clarifying question for you to elaborate it's you you confirm that i am listening right uh step nine is you have to restate their thought as a question to confirm that you are both on the same page so before you can move on after emphatic listening you have to you have to both be on the same page if i try to talk to you about something but i've never understood it or or we or because of our different upbringings you know i don't i just don't understand the same things as you do for example i don't really understand the things of, that people go through in China because I've never been to China and and I've never uh, really had deep interactions with people that have spent long-term times in China. And so it just doesn't, there's a lot of cultural barriers and there's a lot of, of upbringing barriers. There's a lot of different variables that could cause us to to be on different sides, to be, even though they've said the exact same thing, there's a lot of variables that can cause us both to be wrong about what each other thinks about what they're hearing. So I could be completely wrong in what you're telling me because I've made an assumption, because I have a different past than you, because I have some baggage that I'm bringing into that. So restating a thought as a question confirms that we're both on the same page. And so uh, if you, you know, even just, hey, you said that, you know, your sister was not nice to you growing up, right? Great. All, all good. Done. That's all step nine is. And step 10 is be sensitive to their feelings. Um, so a lot of times feelings are something that we just kind of try to throw out, out the way because logic prevails over feelings, right? But a lot of times these issues that we have when we emphatically listen is is because of the way that somebody is feeling. And so we need to be sensitive to that and sometimes approach things from feeling. Now, a couple of things that I want you to do this week uh, as you as you take this into consideration. So number one, I want you to find a relationship 
where your emotional bank account is pretty low with somebody. I want you to ask yourself this question. How did it get that way? Reading about your best friend from high school or, or college that you haven't talked to in years. If you if you think about your childhood friend that you literally have no idea what they're up to. Or if you think about somebody that at one point you had a really good relationship with, but for some reason it's just not there anymore. How did it get that way? Who stopped depositing into that emotional bank account? Or did you both kind of do it? That's what happens a lot with high school relationships when they go on to college is they stop talking to each other because they're both busy. They're both talking to other people. They've spent an entire, uh, you know, potentially whole childhood together. And there's just not necessarily anything new to say. And so, you know, a little bit less communication and nobody really checks on it for a while. And then all of a sudden your emotional bank account is pretty low to where you're barely friends at that point anymore. You're more friends for a nostalgic purpose than actually like, no, I regularly maintain trying to to care about that person in a tangible way. Uh, and, and follow up to that question, how did it get that way, is if you really want to redeem that relationship, if you want to make it a relationship where the emotional bank account is high, how can you? And I want you to do another thing this week. See, people communicate in more than just words. Emphatic listening is more than about the words that come out of your mouth because we communicate with every little thing that you do, every little gesture that you have. It communicates something. When I scratch my forehead, I'm communicating that I have an itch on my forehead and I seek to satisfy that. When I um, rub my nose or something like that, it could communicate that I'm nervous. I bite my nails. That communicates that either I'm nervous or I'm bored or I feel a little anxiety because of something that's going on. And so uh, people communicate in, in more ways than just words. And a lot of times, the, peop- the way that we communicate besides words is a little bit more important or a little bit more direct than the things that we say with words. So I want you to do something. No, you know, Normally I might say, you know, people watch, but also like don't eavesdrop on other people. Just see from afar. You know, if you happen to be sitting uh, in a park, see somebody across the park and see how people are choosing to communicate without being able to hear their words. But we're in quarantine and probably this is a little safer and a little less creepy. Watch TV, but put it on mute and don't have subtitles on. See how these people are communicating. See, actors are really great about communicating with their body. It's it's what makes an actor so good. Not necessarily their ability to read lines, but their ability to convey emotions through throughout their body. Their way to, to communicate uh, their thoughts, their feelings, their intentions, all these things is why... It's why some of the actors are known as the best in Hollywood. And so watch TV, watch... you. Know, don't watch something like The Expendables with with it on mute because that's not really the point. They're just trying to communicate testosterone. But you know, watch something like The Shawshank Redemption or watch something like Inception or or any movie that really takes itself seriously, any movie that was made well, and you will see the actors are conveying more than they are with their body than with their words. So Watch your TV on mute and try to understand a little bit about what somebody is is trying to communicate without words, and that will help you understand your friends a little bit more. See, the key to understanding, the key to listening, is not actually to be understood, but to understand somebody. The key with me listening is not for you to understand what I am saying, but for you to understand your thoughts and feelings. And so by listening, our intention is to service the person that is speaking. And that is always the case every single time. Hey, thanks for spending time with us today. 
If you have any questions about what you heard or any interest in learning more about CCF in Iowa, then please email us at ccf.uiowa at gmail.com and we would love to get you connected.